Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is Doom. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Waiting for Doom, the world's greatest Doom Patrol-related podcast, where each and every episode we talk long and lovingly about our all-time favorite comic book team, the mighty Doom Patrol. Hey, everyone. I'm Paul. You can get in touch with me at uh, reading underscore Hicks on Twitter. I almost forgot. Um, and you can <laughs> check out waitingfordoom.com, which has our awesome website with all sorts of webby-type things on it. And there's waitingfordoom at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And we're on Facebook and all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, podbean.com and other places like that. Yes. Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarve, and you can also find on Twitter our sentient show account, and that is Wilfred. He's at WFDPod. Hello, Wilfred. How are you? Hello, humans. And this week on the show, we finally get to the finale. I was going to say finally get to the finally. No, never mind. Um, we get. We finally have reached the end of Doom Patrol: Weight of the Worlds, issue seven. We will be yeah. discussing that this very episode at long last but before we get to that paul how has your uh week and a bit and such been in comics and life and such uh well life has been pretty busy so um i have a pile of comics here that i got from the, i went to the shop and they've got the the two dollar bins for everything that's more sort of more than six months old so mm-hmm. i'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm into it uh but i dug through and i found all four issues of inferior five um, oh wow six Six-issue miniseries that will probably never end. Um, <laughs> yeah, with uh, Keith Giffen and Jeff Lemire, amongst others. Um, mm. And, yeah, I'm, I've heard good things. Uh, the Peacemaker backup by Jeff Lemire on art and story. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was very keen to read them and talk about them tonight, but I have not. So let's just, yeah. <laughs> right. And I also got the, the second volume of Crowded, the uh, second collection. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Love yeah. Crowded. Yeah, that's good fun. Good fun. Yeah, when I put it on my shelf, my shelves will be fully crowded. Oh, God. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. That, was, that was a good joke. No, don't you dad joke me. That's really, really dismissive. <laughs> I wouldn't dad joke you. It's because I don't do dad jokes. That's your shit. Really? <laughs> You've never done a dad joke? Pretty sure I haven't. I'm pretty sure if I have, it's nowhere near in quantity or quality in terms of what you've provided us over the years, Paul. Right, okay. Well, maybe we'll explore this later in the Doom Clock section. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Mike? What Have you been doing anything with anyone and anything with comics and reading and stuff and books and comics and toys and games and uh, stuff? And let me see. CDs and records <laughs> and eight tracks and... Um, well, no, there's a whole lot of outdated technology there. Um, no, I've... I've uh, I've guest hosted uh, uh, on the JLO Bwahaha podcast recently with, with our friend Shag. That was good fun. I heard that. Yeah, that was really good fun to talk about uh, the Painting the Night Paris storyline because I kind of forgot that the JLO Justice League were even in that one because they didn't do a hell of a lot. But anyway, um, so it was good fun hanging out with Shag and the others. Uh, I've been reading some more books from the library. So um, I read uh, the Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark crossover Witching Hour. 
Um, that was that was pretty cool. I, I quite liked that. You like it? Yeah, it was. It, and it kind I of. Think it's, um, do you think it's DC OCD worthy? No, it's not that big an event. I don't think. Um, it it's a it it's a cool little thing that happened, but I don't think it's that big an event, really. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'll think about it. No, I think there are bigger events than that. Okay. Uh, and I also read the uh, Mister Miracle collection ah. by Tom King and Mitch Gerrards. Um, have you read ah. that? I do. I own that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that was that was an interesting read. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it was, good, but it's the sort of good that makes you go, your voice goes up at the end of it. It's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, it, it, that's that's a very good way to put it, yes. The the art is great. Um, the story, it, it goes to some depressing places. Well, for me, anyway. So, yeah, that was... And I was kind of questioning, oh, I don't quite get all the love that that series got. Because, uh, yeah... I mean, I'm, Tom, I, Tom King's trauma comics. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's it. I, I think, I, I mm, yeah. I, th- I think it, it made me question some things about myself. About, you know, you, you like when they're talking about you know child rearing and 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 changing the lad of their condo and that whilst they're in the middle of doing their jobs, it was this weird juxtaposition of okay. Getting on with stuff, but having you know, just mundane conversations about <laughs> other parts of life as well. It was really odd, um, but yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with your good <laughs> statement. Did you, do you feel like when it came to grasping all the things that were going on in it that you got spaghetti fingers? Uh, probably a little bit of spaghetti fingers because I've never really been into the fourth world stuff or Mr. Miracle before. Um, so I was pretty much checking this out based on the hype okay. um, and, and the attention and um, accolades it had received. So, yeah. That, uh, so- Sounds like you did well getting it from the library and not purchasing it. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the right move for me. But yeah, Tom King's Trauma Comics, that should be his own <laughs> imprint within DC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, dear. Uh, anyway, let's move on. How about we go and have a look at what's happening at the Doom News Desk? The News. <laughs> Well, there's uh, an absolute abundance of no news this week. <laughs> right. A plethora. Of, a of plethora. None. Wow. An avalanche. <laughs> a tsunami of nothing. Um, mm. I, I, I did hear that um, the episode Dumb Patrol, which I believe just aired recently, uh, had Scance in it. If you remember Scance from uh, the yes. Mike Allward issue, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, Yep. Yes, it makes people act dumb. Mm-hmm. So takes takes bad ideas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hence dumb patrol. Hmm. And um, yeah, hopefully, as an Australian and you as an Australian, hopefully one day we will get to see this. Hopefully, at some, yes. yes. At some stage, at this stage, at no stage. <laughs> at some stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not having the DC Universe app available internationally, there's a dumb idea. Um, but anyway, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then Foxtel got it last time, and they haven't even announced anything about it, so... Not at all, no. Not at all, no. no. And, yeah, 
We haven't even got HBO Max. So. No. Another dumb idea. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway. Thanks, yeah. America. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, Mike. Yes, Paul. That ticking. Have yes. you heard that ticking? Yes, can I, I can hear it. I have heard it before. You know what it is. Come on. You know what it is. It's the doomsday clock. <laughs> well, that was another one I read recently. Um, <laughs> or just part one of it. I kind of, I, I enjoyed that a bit more, I think. Um, oh. Anyway, getting sidetracked again. Yes, that is the one and only doom clock you can hear. And yes, as we look upon the face of the mighty doom clock, we can see that it has been just on three weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue seven of Doom Patrol Way to the World, which we'll, we will be discussing this very episode. So wait around for that one. Uh, and uh, as that was the final issue of that series, we have no idea at this stage of what the future may hold, other than the uh, collected edition of Way to the Worlds being due out in late September of 2020. Mm. You've not seen or heard any rumours or anything that might lead to a new series at all? No, no, no rumours. Um, I would say the uh, current success of the TV show is makes it inevitable that it, the Doom Patrol will return. Um, but mm. once again, mm. we will be waiting. Yes. To yes, we will. Yep, that's how mm. it all started. That's where we're going to be again very soon. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Paul, are you ready for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to roll the eight-sided die of doom. Ooh, seven. Seven. That's, that's pretty okay. good. All right, so uh, yeah. here we go. Question the first. What's wrong with dad jokes? <laughs> Ordinarily, nothing. I, I love a good pun. I love a good bad dad joke. Um, it's just it's just been a long day. Just you know, I'm a bit tired. Uh, been had a very busy day. I'm sure you have as well. But just you know, sometimes there's a time and a place. Read the room. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> here to do a job. You know? We're here to talk <laughs> to fans of the Doom Patrol about the Doom Patrol and to share our love. All right, all right, and our right. insight okay. on it. I'll so, keep it okay. professional from now on, okay. just to make you uh, happy. Okay. Thank you. Finally, right. it's only taken Great. 160 odd episodes. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'm going to give you that first question again, so that oh, you can what? you can be focused. Uh, or, or do you want to use that on your dumb dad joke? No, no, no I, can, I can live with the consequences of okay. my actions. Oh, okay. Here we go. Question yeah. the second. I live with regret. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, is it well? Is it? Um, is it? Part of volume... Well, is it beneath volume three or above volume three or in volume three? That sounded like three questions in one. <laughs> Where is it in relation to volume three, Mike? Higher. Question, policeman. <laughs> Where is it in relation to volume three, Mike? <laughs> it, it is in a... <laughs> That never gets old. <laughs> it, it is in a volume that is higher than volume three. So it volume is, three, okay. it, it, is uh, it, it is, it is not volumes one, two, or three. Righto. Question the third. Uh, is it a comic that you would like to read again? Um, yes. 
Yes, I would. Okay. Question the fourth. Uh, is it written by Gerard Way in any way? Yes. Yes, it is oh. written by Gerard Way. <laughs> Question the fifth. Fifth. Okay. Um... How many? There's eleven issues in volume six, isn't there? Yes. Thank you, Paul. Six, <laughs> twelve. No, there's eleven. And then there's the Milk Wars. Eleven, ten. Um, is it an odd number or an even numbered issue? It is an odd numbered issue. Ooh. <laughs> Question six. Question six. Is it... Uh, what is the number in relation to issue seven? <laughs> it is indeed issue seven. Whoa! Yeah! But of which volume? Oh, it's um, volume six, I'm sure. Correct. Well, it could have been volume seven, Weight of the Worlds. But no, no, it came out like th- two weeks ago. Well, I could have stumped you, maybe. Shut up. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes. No match for me. <laughs> You're right, Dad. Uh, going on sale for... Piss <laughs> off. <laughs> going on sale for... <laughs> well, the... What jokes for you, Mike? <laughs> the language in this episode, my goodness. Going on sale for $3.99 American on July 26th of 2017 with a cover date of September of that year was indeed issue 7 of Doom Patrol Volume 6. That issue was brought to us by Gerard Way, Michael Allred, Todd Klein, Laura Allred and Jamie S. Rich. This issue was titled Into the Scantiverse and gave us a return of Niles Calder as he led the team into the Scantiverse where the native scants take bad ideas and turn them into Uma Jelly. Mmm, jelly. Mm. Uh, we covered this issue way back in episode 101 from August of 2017 and you can find that in the Doom dossier for volume 6 over at waitingfordoom.com and that is it for the Doom Clock this week Nailed it Yeah, see if you, I I was almost going to give you a hint with the scants because they turned up on Dumb Patrol this week on the TV show and they were in this this issue, timely I didn't didn't need your stinking hint (laughs) (laughs) You're right, I am no match for you (laughs) All right, let's move this along. Let's, please. God. (laughs) I'm Paul. And I'm Mike. We do Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast. And we also do DCOCD, the DC Events podcast. And now we're doing another podcast called The Gary Show. People have asked us what The Gary Show is all about. It's about two friends talking. It's about mutual understanding. I don't agree. It's about our lives. It's about mistakes. It's about being real. But mostly, it's about 60 more minutes. Paul. The Gary Show, now on the Waiting for Doom podcast feed.
And now we have reached the segment called Doomsplaining, where we look at a, an issue or two normally, but this week it is one issue, that issue being Weight of the Worlds Issue 7, the finale of the Weight of the World series. And Paul is going to take us into the issue. Go for it, Paul! Okay, this issue is called Fixed, Fixed, and it's written by Gerard Way and Jeremy Lambert. It is penciled by Nick Darrington, and we have two inkers, and they are Michael Allred, the great Michael Allred, and Nick mm. Darrington. The same Nick Darrington that did the pencils. Uh, it's all coloured by a Tamara Bond villain in a beautiful array of colours. Lettered by Simon Boland and edited by Andy Curry. And we do have a cover by Nick Darrington which shows pretty much the entire Doom Patrol uh, bar Danny. So mm. we can see uh, Planet Cliff, which is Cliff Steele. We can see Lucius. We can see Lotion the Cat, who has nothing to do in this entire series. <laughs> um, we can see Rita. We can see Larry, who's a positive man at this point. We can see Larry's dog, and I've forgotten the name of the dog. I'm sorry. Hank. Uh, Hank. Hank, the emotional support dog. Hanks for that. Bye. <laughs> um, okay, I will pay that one. That was a good one. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Okay, thanks. Yeah, alright. Uh, we can see Crazy Jane in the middle, and they're all sort of on an asteroid, and there's rocks floating around. There's Flex Mentello, everyone's favourite muscle man. There's Mike's favourite character, Mento, um, and Casey, Space Case, and Fug, who is uh, prominent at the front. So that's cool. And, um, yeah, the letters say Doom Patrol, white uh, lettering, and it's all sort of glowing and coming at us. And um, there's a barcode in the corner, staples down the side, and a picture of a movie that will never come out on the back. Um, Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, I'm using a physical copy of the comic. Oh, fancy. fancy. Are you all digital, are you? I am digital for this one, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, Doom Patrol Way of the World. So previously, Cliff Steele Robotman was given a new body that would upgrade every time he performed a good deed. Soon he was addicted to doing good deeds or addicted to getting upgrades and called himself Cliff Fix-It, eventually leaving Danny Land in a quest to fix the entire universe. Uh, the rest of the team were off solving problems on planet Orbius in a VR ep- uh, issue. Anyway, when they returned and saw a planet heading towards them, actually not just any planet, but Cliff Steel now upgraded to Planet Cliff. Mm-hmm. Now in the issue itself. Hmm. Casey is in Jane's mind, travelling on a train through Jane's underground, heading to the past to warn Jane about something. Suddenly she's knocked unconscious by one of Jane's personalities. Sorry, this train is out of service, she's told. Uh, the rest of the team are in Danny the Ambulance when they fly straight into a very naked Flex Mentello. Cool. Uh, they bring him aboard and he tells them of his escape from the secret spandex that left him floating in space. Um, he has, you know, so there's something involved with eels and poison and um, he flexed himself some atmosphere to stay alive and stuff. Um, Larry gives him a spare pair of undies and the team lands on Cliff, Planet Cliff. Uh, the team finds humans disguised as Robot Man, and they tell how Planet Cliff is consuming everyone, fixing them to be like him. Just then, a giant cliff head walking on multiple robot legs attacks them. In the midst of the fighting, Jane asks Mento to track down Cliff's brain in the planet's structure. In the underground, Casey awakens and explains to her assailant, who I presume is Driver 8, yeah, um, that, yeah. She, that she needs to get a message to Jane's dominant personality. If Mento absorbs Cliff's brain, the planet Cliff will be corrupted, becoming Goliath City, as seen in issue three of Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds and in the trade paperback that comes out uh, later this year. Um, Driver <laughs> 8 gives Space Case passage to Dominant Jane, finally. 
back on planet Cliff, Mento announces to the team that he has found Cliff's brain and uses his helmet to open a shaft to reach it. And then he grows tendrils from his helmet and he connects to Cliff's brain and prepares to take control. Uh, in the underground, Casey rouses Dominant Jane and tells her that Mento has to be stopped. Uh, Jane asks her what happens to Casey if the Goliath City future is prevented. And the Casey of the future, who merged herself with Jane's personalities, tells her, that's a bit of background from why Casey's there, uh, tells her that she will cease to exist. So Jane says goodbye to Casey. Uh, back on Planet Cliff, Jane suddenly tells Mento to stop and severs his helmet tendrils. Uh, Casey jumps in down in the ambulance and smashes into the roving cliff head thing. Uh, Flex opens a tunnel to Cliff's brain by flexing, and Jane jumps down to the brain at the centre of Planet Cliff. It sounds like a movie, The Brain at the Centre of Planet Cliff, <laughs> uh, where she and Cliff finally talk. Then they have a, a, deep, a pretty deep discussion. So Jane tells him that she thinks he's in pain, and Cliff's brain explains that he's he's afraid of getting hurt, and and she says you've put an armor around yourself, and it's you know basically out of control. And she tells him that she uh, needs to let go of his fear, rejection, and hurt. He he asks if that's what he needs to do right now, and she says no. She says right now you need to be held. And Cliff does one final upgrade and evolves into a robot baby that Jane cuddles. Mm. Mm. On the planet, the rest of the team search the wreckage of Danny the Ambulance and the robot head to find Space Case, but she is not there. She has vanished in, back into the comic books that exist in Danny land that they have with them. They do recover Danny's uh, radio from the ambulance wreckage, so they do have some leftover bits of Danny. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm okay. Um, I'll fly another day and then Jane appears with the robot baby Cliff Steel and he says gaga Larry asks her in the end he just turned into a baby and Jane says that's the thing Larry in the end we all turn into babies if we're lucky and it says never the end on one of the cables on the ground hmm hmm mm. right hmm okay mm. finally the final issue that took a bloody long time to come out didn't it <laughs> Well, issue six, I believe we discussed that uh, back in December of 2019, wow. and it is now July. So that's why I found it very hard to understand what was going on in this comic, because I couldn't remember the last issue. And then I read the last issue, and I mm -hmm. still couldn't understand, because lots of things in it didn't make any sense, because I hadn't reread the other issues. <laughs> so... <laughs> But anyway, let me just say, the art is magnificent in this. I love yes. the art. Yes, yes. Fantastic um, to see. Darrington and Allred are a really good team. Yes, yes. Although you could definitely tell when Allred was inking a page. Yes. Because uh, it suddenly became... You could just tell it was Allred's art um, yeah. over the top of Nick's. <laughs> so was... Yeah, his inks sort of did overpower a bit. Yes, yes. But, yeah, I completely agree. Fantastic-looking issue. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, what do you think, Mike? I'll, I'll save my thoughts for that. I think this is going to be a much better read in trade paperback format because yeah. you will have all the information there in one handy book. Or if you have all the issues preceding this one, I highly recommend reading them again uh, to try and make sense of what happens in the finale. Because there are callbacks to things that happened previously, uh, such as, as Goliath City and Destiny Beach with the secret spandex. And, yeah, it's it, it kind of wraps it up neatly, but it's... it's 
and it's really cool to see the storyline finish and that you know they they end on an optimistic note and you know the writing on the cable says never the end which you know kind of hints that the team will be back and i i do like this version of the team apart from bento they don't need him there they can get rid of him um but yeah i don't know it just it just felt a bit over very kind of quickly and and swiftly and conveniently but yeah i, I I enjoyed it for the most part, but by the time I'd finished this, uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay, that, that's cool. They saved Cliff, and they stopped... Well, Planet Cliff is still kind of there. It doesn't have the brain powering mm. at all. Um, so I don't quite know how they're all still standing on the planet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I have mixed feelings about it. it it's good, but it... I didn't find it a completely satisfying finale. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, it it um, basically tried to be very deep at the end, saying you know we we all want to be you know babies again, or we all become babies again if we're lucky, and um, mm. we all want to be held and we build walls around us and stuff. So it's sort of going for a somewhat um, heartfelt message. Yeah. But it's been wrapped in a whole series that is just ridiculously, you know, visual and goofy and zany and everything. So (laughs) (laughs) the heartfelt side of it all has just been completely lost. So it's it's like, it feels a bit like, um, you know, watching a crazy cartoon and then at the end they have a moral to the story that they've just tacked on at the end. Like, you know, now, Mm. now boys and girls, this is, this is what we need to learn from all this. And it feels somewhat, Unearned and a bit, um, uh, a bit fo- forced, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're right. If if you go back over the issues, like you know, issue one, they're off to Orbius and and the Marathon Eternal, and and Cliff is still human until he, you know, forces another car accident. Uh, yeah. And then then issue two is when he gets uh, the new body that upgrades from from Keeg, and. Uh, that's when Larry becomes a positive man, and they they deal with the space divorce. Uh, yep. uh, issue three is Goliath City. Uh, issue four was Destiny Beach. Uh, issue five was the return of Dorothy Spinner, and yep. that was you know very meta. Uh, issue six was you know wise ass the baguette throwing digital frog in the virtual <laughs> reality. You yeah. know, <laughs> so it's it's really jumped all over the place. And, yeah, and I mean, it's a visual feast and a showcase of great talent in yes, art, but it, yes. but it hasn't been a story that I would say um, contains much characterization for any of the people. Um, like, the cast is so big at this point, and all we've seen of the cliff for the last few issues of him, is him having, like, goofy eyes and fixing things and, you know, <laughs> flying around fixing things, and it's, you know, it's been very superficial and... You know, and there's no characterization behind that. There was no, you know, um, motivation apart from, hey, I do this, I get upgraded, I, you know, get upgraded, I'll do it again, you know. Mm. So none of that, none of that, you know, built to a, any sort of real message about what was going on with Cliff's psyche. Uh, it was, yeah, more I like just, um, yeah, just I, his physical changes. Yeah, I was kind of getting hints throughout it that they're all kind of dealing 
with change in in their own different ways, like Larry becoming positive man and and needing Hank around there. You know, um, Rita learning to change her body physically to to save Destiny Beach. But but yeah, it, it kind of yeah, it's that message kind of didn't quite yeah. You're right, it didn't quite gel at the end there. Um, mm. But but it, it's not like. Uh, I'm not disappointed in it. I'm just kind of like, oh, uh, okay. They they kind of wrapped it up, but I don't know. It didn't. Yeah, didn't quite stick the landing for me. Yeah, I mean, one thing we do get is a hint of some sort of um, attraction between Rita and Flex mm-hmm. um, on the final goodbye page. They're sort of flexing together, yeah, um, and smiling at each other. And I believe that is somewhat reflected in the TV show. Um, from what I'm hearing, a little bit of uh, spark between them. Mm. Uh, but I can't, like, Lotion was so underserved. Like, can you think of any reason for Lotion to be in these last seven issues? <laughs> well, don't forget he ate one of the um, balls of positivity that burst out of Larry's chest, and he helped in the space divorce by cuddle- right. by by giving the um, the husband and wife in the centre of the divorce case with the planetoid heads, uh, he came floating down with his robe all glowing and that, and he gave them a big cuddle and a big mm. hug. Oh, so, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and so that no was his... No way could Larry have done that instead and had the same result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess that was uh, Lotion's big moment. So... Yeah. Mm. But, but yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I... I don't. I actually genuinely don't mind this version of the team, other than Baby Robot Man. I, I kind of like. Oh, okay. That would be an interesting plot point to see if how they bring Cliff back to <laughs> non-baby form. <laughs> well, it's the sort of thing that could just easily be forgotten and never mentioned again. I think, and we would be uh, not missing out on anything if that was the case. Mm. Perhaps. Mm. But but I mean, I don't want to see you know in five years' time you know, eight-year-old robot man or whatever <laughs> in the comics. <laughs> Just, uh, no, I don't want that. Yeah, um, but but I, I wouldn't mind seeing, you, you know, this version of the team returning because I, I, I like Lucius. Um, I really liked seeing the grown-up Lucius in the, the Goliath City storyline. Uh, where he was yeah. this kind of, you know, street uh, street magician guy, you know, calling up demon ghosts to interrogate dead robots and that. I, I would like to see a relationship between Flex and Rita, because they're just a cool couple together, you know, and when they were yeah. working out on in the Destiny Beach issue together, that, that was cool there. Positive Man and Hank, I don't know, that could go anywhere. Uh, Mento, no one cares about him, get rid of him. Fug, we cannot lose Fug. <laughs> fug is Fug. We can't, I mean... Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised that Casey, you know, sacrificed herself in that way. That that kind of just seemed to come out of nowhere, almost. Uh, but I, I did enjoy... I, I was glad that she kind of survived back in Danny Comics. And it was cool to see that, you know, on the cover of her issue, it says Casey's Parisian Adventure. And she's in an art gallery and looking at... Um, uh, you know, looking at a painting and saying, wow, this painting is far out. And if you look very closely... It is a panel from the Painting That Ate Paris storyline. Yeah. And in the distance, uh, sort of to her left, is a man with uh, reddish hair in a wheelchair. Oh, yes, lo- yes. Looking at a painting of what I it's believe... Nice. is it? Yes, looking at a painting of, uh, I believe it's a, a Euro, uh, which was the cover for issue one of volume six. Oh, wow, way back. 
Yes. So way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's some there's some nice callbacks in that, but yeah, I just I, I don't know. I was just the story itself didn't wow me, but the art definitely did. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say there's a high chance, inevitably, when the team returns, it's going to be somewhat more influenced by the TV show characterizations. Mm. Um, and I, I say that because many of the characters in this are kind of blank slate. Like Rita's personality, there's not a lot to go on in these, you know, last few issues mm. since she returned. Really, you know, she's just a fairly positive person, whereas, you know, I am addicted to um, April Balby's Rita on the show. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's brilliant, and, you know, that is a... It's a better characterization to go with, you know? It's like mm-hmm. it's like the way um, Tony Stark, his, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal in the movies has completely overwhelmed him, the characterization from the comics beforehand. And now it's, it's all Robert Downey Jr. interpretations in the comics. Okay, so. yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. But yeah, I I would I would like to see this version of the team return, maybe with a couple of changes. But yeah, I I'm still surprised that nothing has been brought out to tie in closer to the TV show. Yeah. But... Hmm. And yeah, Jane is so different in the comics to what she is in the TV show. And this was all written before, the, without being informed by the TV show in any way. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know, Jane is a very you know a grounding presence and sort of protects the whole team and, you know, is very sort of nurturing and all that sort of stuff. Um, well, which, yeah, she, uh, in, she, she's essentially the team leader now in the yeah. comics, yeah. Whereas in the, on the TV show, completely different. Yeah, and not ready to lead. <laughs> 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 yeah. And we haven't seen Niles since, what, issue, the Scants issue. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's the last time we saw him. That's exactly right. So, so Yeah. yeah. Three years ten, now. ten issues back, yeah. <laughs> Eleven issues back. Mm. Mm. Twenty years ago. <laughs> now, now. Yeah. So yeah, but it's... I mean, we, we got there, and I, you know, I definitely think this will be um, a good trade paperback to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it won't have all the uh, you know waiting for doom issues that we had when you read it. <laughs> no, you can sit there and and read it all in one. One go. Lucky mm-hmm. future you. So, <laughs> I yeah. envy the future people. Mm, yeah. They'll probably have flying cars too by then. Bastards. Uh, I wonder what year three of quarantine will be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Doom Spines? I think so, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Now it's the part of the show where we are looking at the answers to the question of the week in a segment that we call Mailbag of Doom. We've done that for quite a few years now. Um, And the question that we asked previously on the last episode of Waiting for Doom was, what comic book character do you wish was more, much more well-known by the public? And we heard from uh, Fractures at the Daring Frack Man, and he said Alex and Ada. Mm, Good one. I like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Alex Nader is one of Mike's favourite ever comics, and he never mentions it, and we never uh, rarely. use it to yeah. launch off jokes or anything. Rarely, rarely mention it. Yeah. Uh, but, but and then uh, Frack just kept going. <laughs> Didn't I he just? Yeah. This, these were the silly answers, and he said Batman, and he said Spider-Man, and he said Wolverine. 
Um, yes, all those characters are yeah. very underexposed, and no one knows who they are in yeah. the general public I th- world. I think I know who the Batman guy is. Haven't heard of the other two. <laughs> Yep. Um, I'm not big on Marvel stuff these days. So, um, yeah. Uh, we then heard from Martin Gray. And Martin said, uh, Great designs, distinct powers, defined personalities, cracking colours, varied villains. How the heck have the Metal Men not at least had their own telly cartoon? Hmm. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. The Metal Men are just made for cartoons. They yes. are, you know. Yeah. Imagine a Pixar Metal Men. Uh, oh, movie. wow. That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Mm. Imagine it. Imagine going to the movies. Um, <laughs> Damn you, Corona! <laughs> then we heard from Craig McD, who was um, on our last episode of Waiting for Doom, and he said, going off our Secret Six discussion for the most recent Waiting for Doom episode, I vote for Scandal Savage and her wives. I think that would be a big hit if done well in live action. Yeah, Scandal Savage, yeah. Okay. She's got the, the stabby powers. She's uh, a good character. She'd be good. Right. Everyone loves the stabby powers, yeah. Uh, oh, look, it's Juice005, our friend Aaron. And Aaron said, I know y'all will probably talk about Strong Guy for the bulk of this episode, so I'm going to go with the less obvious choice, Logan. He hasn't got enough attention from X-Men fans over the years, and there is good material for writers to mine there. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, yeah. Thank, thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. That's a good joke. Same one that Fractures made. Uh, <laughs> from Comic Reflections. Um, and I think it's Nicholas Brom. He said, Brother Power the Geek. Ooh. Yes, the sort of ragdoll man. Yeah, yes. he, he, He's only been in a couple of DC cartoons. I don't think he's been in live action ever. No. That, no. that would be a good thing to see. I mean, he could hold his own movie if written well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then heard from Gene Hendricks, who said Quasar, of course, and gave us a, an image from the cover of Quasar number one. He does love his Quasar, yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't, I've never read Quasar. Have you read any Quasar? No, I, I've not. He, I, I just know he's like a cosmic hero dude. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's got cosmic bands on his cosmic wrists or something. <laughs> yeah. And he yes. flies and stuff. Yeah. Well, flies through space. Yes. And he's a cosmic avenger, according to the cover. Oh. Now okay. in his own book. Mm. Ooh, okay. It's a pulsating premiere issue. Mm, mm. Pulsating. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> hmm. Did I read that one or did you read that one? I just read that one. Come on, Dad. Okay. It was a while ago. I can't remember. <laughs> um. We heard from D, who's at Dinosaur Number One on Twitter, and D said Nightcrawler should be just as well known as Wolverine. That Marvel didn't make this happen in the eighties is utterly baffling to me. Mm. Yes, well, we have had Nightcrawler in the movies at least a bit. Yeah, but I, I just by. think Kurt's character is a bit more interesting than Logan's anyway. So yeah, yeah that's just me. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, we then heard from Trekker Talk, which is Darren and or Ruth. Sullivan, um, and they said Mercy St. Clair from Ron Randall's Trekker. Agreed. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Female action hero, that would be awesome. Yep. Hmm. Yep. We heard from Ange, Dr. Ange, and he said, that's easy. Shade the Changing Man. He said, the Milligan Run is an HBO show waiting to happen. The aesthetic is cool, and I think he's due for a reboot. 
Ooh. And then Jonathan Dye chimed in and said, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yes, the man who had the internet handle changing shades for like a decade and a half would also like to have Shade be more well-known. <laughs> yes, he was called Changing Shades on yes. Twitter yes, for on the Twitter. quite some time. Hmm. Uh, we then heard from Alan Middleton at Professor Alan, and he said, despite him having a TV show about 30 years ago, this one is easy. John Sable. Okay. Ah, another Mike Grohl character. Mm, yes. Mm. Uh, we heard from Scotty Lamb, and he said, the Will Payton star man. He was an everyman who had powers thrust upon him. I think there's some mileage left on him, especially for a TV show. And it's a crime that there hasn't been a Captain Carrot animated series. True. Hmm. I do like uh, Will Payton Starman. I do have the entire run of that. And oh, um, wow. okay. yeah, he's a good character. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we then heard from Big Tim Styles, and he said Chamber and Skin from Generation X. Okay. They they did have their own TV show that was ugh, pretty short lived, if I recall correctly. But yeah, you know, they they were like the nineties new mutants in a way. They were the new students. At, uh, at Xavier's school. So, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've seen my own share of skin flicks. So. <laughs> right, you might want to save that for the Gary show. Uh. <laughs> 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 uh, we heard from Slangword Scott, and he said, Grimjack. I think Grimjack is getting That's a sci-fi one by John Ostrander, and I think it is getting a series. That's something, or maybe. Oh, or- okay. I believe. Okay. Cool. Sure, I'm going to look that up while you do the next one. Okay. Um, right. Uh, we then heard from Gary at Chipper Rules on Twitter, and Gary said, "Deathlock." That's that's the the cyborg killer mercenary dude from Marvel, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Cool. He was in uh, Agents of Shield, I believe. Oh. Uh, Grimjack. Here we go, Grimjack. Um, here we go. Grimjack, Grimjack adaptation announced by the Russo brothers. Um, oh, and for for Amazon. Oh, okay. Oh. You don't care. You don't get Amazon. No, is that right? That that, that is okay. true. There's only so many streaming services a man can a keep up with, b afford. Did you um watch uh, the Old Guard? I did. I did. Did you like it? I liked some of it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yes. I like minute 18 and 22. <laughs> I liked a few more minutes than just those two, but um, yes, it was it was fine. It it didn't rock my world, but it was enjoyable enough. Yeah. Good. I really liked it. Anyway, but I'd read the cool. comic and I'm I'm already predisposed to Okay. It. Right. Yes. Uh, we heard from my comic book collection at my CB collection. I think CB stands for comic book collection. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they said, Animal Man. Animal Man! Oh, you, were, you did it. You couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> Who could resist? Come on. That's so oh, much fun to do. This guy right here. He's <laughs> got two thumbs and can resist going, Animal Man! This guy right here. <clears throat> yes, it would be good if Animal Man had some more exposure. Yes, I love Animal Man. He's good. He's I love cool. the Grant Morrison run. I don't like the runs after that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, your turn, isn't it? Ah, oh, yes. Thanks, Dad. Uh, Chris Lydon at Chris Lydon Seven <laughs> said, "Mr. Miracle and Big Barda." Yeah, hmm. that would be cool. Maybe not the Tom King trauma comic version. Um, it, it was good. <laughs> Maybe you know a little bit more. Yeah, not traumatic. <laughs> anyway, trauma comics. Uh, switching over to the other social media platform of Facebook, uh, we heard from Max Trevor, and he said, Grew the Wanderer. Would yep. there be cheese dip? <laughs> Would there be a fray? <laughs> Did you call me a mendicant? Um, yeah, it would be so cool to see more of Grew out and about. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, We then heard from uh, Clinton Robinson, who gave us a bunch of answers. Clinton said Thunderstrike, Dark Hawk, Spider-Man 2099, Aryan, Lord of Atlantis, Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, and Grendel, Hunter Rose. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, let me go through that. Uh, Thunderstrike, um, he's like Budget Thor. Nope. Uh, Darkhawk, um, he's got a cool costume, but I don't know much about him. Spider-Man 2099, yes, except yeah. the Lancer. Yep. Yep, yep. Arion Lord of Atlantis, I've never read anything good with Arion Lord of Atlantis in it, but that's me. Um, Kyle Rayner, love Kyle Rayner, that's my Green Lantern right there. Mm. Very underserved and treated badly in the current day. And Grendel, Hunter Rose, is a cool character, um, yes, yes, he's like an underworld figure who, uh, you know, sort of takes over crime, uh, crime, uh, what am I, crime lords. Right. And yes, he's very, very smart and ruthless. Right. Okay. Mm. Cool. We heard from Jonathan Schaefer Hames, um, and he said, Ursa Major, the man bear. That's, uh, Jonathan from Married with Comics. He's, uh, married to a woman. Um, Ursa Major the Man Bear. I think that's the Atoms sidekick in the Nick Spencer run of the Atom. He's very funny. He's like a wears a bear suit. Right. Hence the I name enjoy him. Man Bear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Hmm. We also heard from Jared Driscoll, and Jared said, Ms. Tree. I recently reread the entire run from the 80s, and it still holds up. I've never read Ms. Tree, and I know nothing about her. I read some mystery and I thought it was fine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's sort of just like you know detective fiction. It's you know, it's fine. Okay. It's, it's you know, yeah. Cool. Okay. And she's got a, her name is a pun from Miss like yes, um, like yeah. a dad joke almost. Yep. Yeah. She's not. Her parents weren't trees. Anyway. And we also got an email from Rob Kelly from Fire and Water Podcast and Pod Dylan and Mashcast and all those other what's it, Digestcast and mm. things. Yep. And he said, Ultra the Multi-Alien, who he is obsessed with. Um, yeah. So he would like to see, you know, Ultra the Multi-Alien? He's the alien made up of four different aliens. Yes. Yes. Sort of, uh, he, I think the... He was own... in Multiversity. Was he? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, because I was just about to say, the only time I recall actually reading something with Ultra in it was, I believe it was an issue of Adventures in the DCU, um, which was that series kind of done in the the Batman slash Superman animated style, which I really enjoyed. And yeah, there there was a a short story with Ultra in it. And yes, I recall seeing the four different alien parts in the one body. Nice. Mm. Nice. Hmm. So what about you, Paul? Which character slash book whatever do you wish was more well known mr bones 
Mr. Bones, you know the guy? He's got a um, he he's got invisible skin, so you just see his skeleton. And um, he was a member of Infinity Inc., I believe. And he has a sort of poisonous touch that can kill people. He killed Skyman by accident when uh, Solomon Grundy threw him at him. And oh. um, he later came on became like a spy master in the Manhunter book for the DEO, the Department of Extra Normal right. Operations. Yes. Yeah, you know the guy? Uh, I think so. Yes. I, yeah, I, think I just think he is. A super cool visual. It'd be excellent in a movie, and um, I, there is a slight chance he might show up in these Suicide Squad two movie, which um, I have Ooh. high hopes for, based on uh, the comics they're looking at to base it on. And yeah, I think uh, Nathan Fillion might be playing Armful Loft Boy, and uh, that sounds like a treat oh, to me. Okay, cool. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Mike? What about what me? Do you think? It isn't fair. Um, I'm going. <laughs> I am it's a bit gonna, of a dad joke, there, Mike. It is. Look, it's catching. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Kate Godwin, aka Coagula. <gasps> yes. From the Rachel Pollack run of Doom Patrol. Yes. Um, given what's given the way the world has progressed, and you know the people are becoming comfortable enough to transition uh, and to lead their best possible lives. I am surprised that Kate isn't being represented in some way in either the the TV show or in the comics. Um, but because one of the cool things about comics is that, you know, with representation, uh, you, you read articles and, and stories about young kids um, saying, hey, there's a, you, you know, Miles Morales is a, is a black kid who's Spider-Man and, you know, they see themselves in the story. It would be mm. kind of cool if people could have that same experience by seeing Kate Godwin in the comics. Yeah. Kicking ass. Yeah, as I mean, it's, it's low-hanging fruit for DC because it's right there. Just, you know, Exactly. It. And I, yeah. I'll go on record now and say... Season three of the Doom Patrol TV show, I reckon Coagula will be there, and I think she'll be in the next run of the comic, I'm pretty sure. It would be very cool to see Kate back. Um, yeah. Because, and, and, you know, um, I've, I've mentioned this before, but like I got into Doom Patrol originally with Pollack's run, so that part of Volume 2 has a special place in my heart. And, you know, just the, the friendship and the relationship between Kate and, and Cliff was so cool. You know, it, it mm. felt like a real relationship, and it would just be cool to have her back in in some capacity, uh, in some version of the patrol somewhere. So, I I would hope that uh, I would like her to be so well known that there would be other fans out there calling out for her to be represented in some manner. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, and, it, and get a trans act, actress to play. Oh her. God, yes, yes. Yes, please, if if anyone from the Doom Patrol TV show is listening to this, and if there are discussions to get Kate as a character in Season 3, please have a trans woman playing Kate. For the love of everything. I can't imagine Jeremy Carver would stuff that up, actually, given all the choices he's made with the show so far. He seems like he's on the ball. Yes. Hmm. Yes. So, yeah, there we go. Oh, there we go. Um, and we also got a, an email. We did a message on the website. Yeah, uh, not an email. A what do we call it? A comment. Comment on a <laughs> comment thread for the show. Yes, technically. Yes, and it's from Tim Price. The uh, what do we say about him? Charming but deceitful. 
treacherous but naughty or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Tim, and he said, um, he's talking about uh, us talking about the Secret Six last time on the show, and he said, I did read Villains United, but never got around to the proper Secret Six series, but issue 30 was a hoot. I honestly forgot that it wasn't a Doom Patrol issue. Gail captured the feel of the Doom Patrol excellently, even with the Secret Six parts. I'm glad you guys covered it to give me an excuse to read that one. So now Secret Six plus two is on the to-read list. (laughs) That's because there there were eight. (laughs) Secret eight. (laughs) Yeah, the secret eight. Um, that sells it. They own the. Oh, he says they, but he should say the, which makes his sentence make much more sense. Mm. That sells it. The only way I'll get through that list is to retire. Looks at checkbook. Okay, start thinking of plan B. Welcome back, Doom Waiters. Missed you. It's been rough waiting for waiting for Doom. Thank you, Tim. Thank Thanks, you, Tim. Tim. Thank you, Tim. Tim Price. Tim. Yes. Tim Price. Mm-hmm. The deceitful but trustworthy Tim Price. That's not it at all. It's charming, oh, okay, isn't it? Okay. Charming, charming but, de- but deceitful. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Cool. Oh, <sighs> God. What are we doing next time, Mike? <laughs> okay. So next time on the feed, we will apparently be doing an episode of the Gary Show. So. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. Yep. Uh, and then DCOCD will be back. Uh, where Dr. Herfenstrafner and Paul will be looking at the Dark Side War. Oh, yes, we will. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, to this day, I still want to say Dark Seed. Well, every time I see that word written down. Because it right. looks like Siege, but it's, yeah. Anyway, that's that's me. Uh, do we have a question of the week for the next episode of Waiting for Doom, Paul? Do we? Yeah, we do. Um <laughs> Sorry, I was doing a rhetorical question for myself. Right. Uh, and it is, which female comic character deserves an ongoing? Oh. So I don't think there's enough uh, comic characters with their own ongoing goings who are ladies or females. So I think we should or need women. more. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, you can let us know at waitingfordoom.com on the website in the thread for this episode. Uh, you can send us an email for waitingfordoom at gmail.com. It's been a while since we got an email, except for the one from Rob, so not that long. Um, <laughs> and, of course, we've got the Facebook page and WFD Pod on Twitter. So that's where people could do that. So, yeah. Mike, anything you want to say at the end? Um, thanks for joining us again, everyone. Uh, until next time, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum, and we'll catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Thank you. Good luck.